Hello. Hello. How are you? I um, I love a text. I love a text message that reads, "You asleep?" <laughs> <laughs> I was flossing. You were f- flossing. Yeah, I was trying to squeeze in all my all my things before talking. All your to bedtime you. things. Yeah, all my bedtime things before before you. So, so are you, are you are you bed bound? I am. I'm well. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm on my way. It's true. I'm. I'm actually thinking that I'm going to slowly lower the mic over the course of this conversation so that I end up prostrate. Yes, not prostate. No, that's up your bum. <laughs> Which you know, hey, if that's how you want to end the night, I'm not going to yuck your yum. We are not here to bum shame anyone. I have no idea what I am saying, Simon. Oh, I am no. a little bit tired. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm just going to move the microphone so I step away from the creaky floor. Hang on. I am very, very sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can do? Um, I mean, you could do all the heavy lifting by talking <laughs> for 26 minutes with no hesitation or deviation. Great. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. So, you had a romantic pizza tonight, question mark. <laughs> Um, yes, I had a uh, I had a pizza date uh, with a girl in Rome. I think that is possibly one of the coolest things I've heard. Yeah, you had a pizza date with a girl in Rome. I know. Wow. And um, wow, 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 wow. Yes, it was. Uh, one of us had made them, and one of us hadn't. And uh, we were both drinking wine. Although I see one of us had a small bottle of wine, which I think is a great idea, like a little half. Yeah. Um, so it was very convivial. We just caught up. Did one of us, I just, I want to know, did one of us, um, rub it in the other one's face that they were eating a pizza in Italy? No, there was no face rubbing. Oh, it wasn't I that kind of, my face. it wasn't that kind of date. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> a date with an Adequate lack of face rubbing are the perfect kind An of date. Adequate lace, uh, lack of face rubbing, exactly. And yes, yeah, so it was just catch up because um, we don't we don't have a lot of communication. It's something uh, Lil and I have, even though we've spent a long time apart over the course of <laughs> 20, 26 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've never uh, had a lot of like comms. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you know, That's occasional text messages, like once every two or three days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So me and Bob are, it's safe to say the opposite. Yep. Um, I phoned Bob the moment I finished work um, to say I was walking to the car and on my way home. And Bob said, did you like my interruptions? <laughs> Which <laughs> was a series of text messages through the day. Uh, she chose a purple heart, then a green heart, and then a poo with heart-shaped eyes. 
Wait, <laughs> you can make a poo with heart-shaped eyes? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> a smile. You can... It can, it's one of the emojis. It's got like a smiling heart-shaped eye poo. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, okay. So, uh, but, yeah. I, yeah, okay. So, and did you like your interruptions? So you're the opposite. You're the opposite. You, you are even, even in the course of a day apart, you're um, texting, texting, as they say in New Zealand. I, okay, so to, to give you a sense of our texting, texting, uh, let me see if I can, oh, how do I do this? So... I'm opening up my texty message machine. Today we have had um, da, 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 one. So am I counting the ones from her or between us? Oh, no, back and forth. One, back and forth. Okay, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. We've had 18 text messages during the course of today. I would say today was a quiet day. <laughs> oh, that includes like a PDF of a book that she found me. So it's, we, um, <clears throat> we are quite chatty. Yeah. It turns out. Yeah. No, that's not. I mean, we're chatty in real life as well. We're I mean, not just chatty in text. I mean, you know, like occasionally you. And Bob and Lil and I will have, I mean, it's been a while now, but occasionally even you, Bob and me will have, look, I think of them as text storms, but actually by the sounds of it, they are um, just texting. It's drizzle. It's drizzle. <laughs> it's drizzle. Yeah, a real storm is what we do. Yeah. So, no, so tonight it was, it was, it really was catching up, you know, because uh, oh, Lil's been back in Rome almost three weeks and... Um, Gosh, that long already? Yeah, well, it's flown by for me because I've just been, um, I've been writing narrative CVs and, um, hey, we had a, um, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to gauge, uh, trying to, trying to get a feel for the room here. Okay. Um, and when okay. I say room, I mean you and me. Yeah, because we've had a there's a, a a new listener got in touch and has been trying to formulate something to ask us, and there's a sort holy of, shoes. Yeah, and I thought it might. I, I don't quite know precisely what it. I think it's getting at something, and I thought we could talk about it. Okay, before before we get to it, I just need a bit of context. Firstly, is this new listener somebody we know, or is it a stranger? Oh. You don't know this person. I do. But I haven't had any contact with this person for some time. And um, Coolio. Yep. And then I think they've gone they've gone on a bit of a midlifing bender. Right. Yeah. Right. I think they might have they might have accounted for all of our downloads in the last three weeks. Okay, that's good to know. Because I got a text message from uh, a listener who is also a friend (laughs) earlier on this week that just said, But I don't want to be a puddle. <laughs> a puddle, a puddle, ah. <laughs> which which tickled me. However, hit me with your best shot. Dun, dun, dun. So this person is, I'm going to say, Antipodean. I think the context is that recently, as you know, and I was told by other people, uh, the prime minister, the then prime minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, um, stepped down. She. That's true. She, they don't retire. What do they? They quit. Yeah, they quit. quit. They they resigned. Resigned. Thank you. Resigned sounds so f- sort of 
flouncy, doesn't it? Like yeah. I resign. Yes, and I, and I think there are de- stepped down. Depending on yes, exactly, and depending on your perspective and depending on various takes on the matter. Um, she was sa- she was either saving face, meaning she was going to get trounced in the next election, and mm-hmm. that a once very popular like. I don't, I don't have any recollection of such a popular uh, prime minister, who was really when initially elected wasn't elected, and that is that she was um, there was a hung parliament, and there's a certain human being in New Zealand who's known as the kingmaker, the head of a small party, and because they have a proportional system, he effectively decides who gets to be the prime minister, and he chose her. Mm-hmm. His name's Winston Peters, and. Um, He's quite a cons- – anyway, it doesn't matter. And so she she became prime minister on on a shaky mandate at best, basically a minority prime minister, although the majority worked because of the proportional system. So she's having to do yes. a lot of backroom deals and trying to make things happen, yeah. which, of course, was one of the yeah. tremendous strengths of proportional systems. Yeah. And then various things happened. One thing is that that Australian guy um, shot up uh, – uh, Two mosques in Christchurch and Jesus, killed all those yeah. people, and uh, oh. that was in. Oh, gee, I didn't even know what year that was. Two thousand and seventeen. Oh, it's so hard to remember. Eighteen, maybe. God, may anyway. And she was COVID times. It's done a number it was, on our brains. It's it? really has. Yeah, pre-COVID this was, and so she. And then her response and how she managed that was just so humane, and. And then, of course, uh, the pandemic hit, and it hit New Zealand late um, because, you know, arse the end of the world and all that. And Mm -hmm. it meant that they they were able to get things in place. They were able to prepare. They were able to sort their uh, shit out. And they had a very much, a, her, her approach was, you know, a little bit like China, a, a sort of a zero COVID or a COVID zero. I can't, what's the phrase now? that They're basically trying to eradicate it or prevent it taking off. And so that was incredibly stringent. The lockdown in Auckland was not like Melbourne's, but it was long and yeah. with very few cases. Yes. So you might say that there was a, and then it started to bite back. The stringent, the stringency, the the growth of um, anti-vax, let's say, conversations, if I can call them that. I was going to say hysteria, oh, but uh, well, I was going to go with bullshit. So you did better than me. Okay, thank you. And uh, <laughs> and and so it started to her popular appeal um, was started to wane, and so this that's context. That's none of con- no, none of that is context that my um, this old friend of mine, who's uh, now a faithful listener, said that is trying this trying to formulate a question about legislative power versus personal intimacy, and I guess it got me thinking about what the line is. And this is hard late on a Friday night. I get that. That's why I was trying to trying to judge the room. Um, but that is, where's the line for you over the the power of government 
Because clearly during the pandemic, that line was crossed for many people and many people who I know and who I would have thought otherwise felt like um, the infringements on, let's say, personal freedom or independence were encroached appallingly through legislation. Um, and I'm wondering how that feels now to you, because you and I were both more or less in the same track, you might say, or the same. We felt similarly about it. And I wonder how that feels for you now looking back, that did did governments, let's say just governments in general, overstep their mark? And, and what would it have taken for them to have overstepped their mark for you? Okay. That's a really, really interesting question on a day where a colleague um, is going to the a, a, a yearly gathering where one year ago today she went and got COVID. So COVID was part of the conversation today at work, which it hasn't been for some time. Wait, wait, sort so, of as... so she went to a, she was going to a gathering to commemorate? Oh no, a year ago. They have a year, they have a yearly shindig. And last year was the year, the first shindig they had post Right. COVID rules and then gotcha. everybody was like you know the, it was a super spreader event in their friendship group was it really um yeah they was <laughs> they were doing karaoke and singing near to one another a Billy Joel song and uh as a result uh COVID I mean they probably would have got it without the Billy Joel which um which which Billy Joel song because there's no way it I can... was it was we didn't start the fire it was always burning since the world's been turning <laughs> and what is the name is it called we didn't start the fire I think it might be we didn't start the fire. Yeah. Anyway. Marilyn Monroe, JFK, blowing away. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember the lyric. I North Korea, lyric. South Korea. Yeah, the whole. <laughs> and actually, that's what they were trying to remember. The, the not rap. Um, <clears throat> so, we happen to be talking about it today. They're like, oh, COVID, that's a thing, isn't it? Ha, 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 ha. Um, I think I am possibly going to I don't know maybe I'm not going to surprise people in my response which is a government would have to go even the shit show that we have had would have to pretty pretty much lock me up without access to Jeffrey before I think that they'd overstepped in relationship to something like COVID-19 right for me COVID-19 had the potential to be a world-ending plague because we didn't know anything about it at the point at which it emerged and then it just spread like wildfire. It went from a wet market in China to a global pandemic. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but the speed with which it took over and the, the, the... column inches given over to things like Zika virus or Ebola, which had relatively small um, um, infection vectors in comparison to, to COVID-19. Mm. And yet, you know, they, they the fact that I can say Zika virus and, and, um, and Ebola, that idea of, of a, a transmissible virus being something which could wipe us out um you mean differently from because we you and i both grew up grew up in 
the, I guess you might say, the phenomenon which is still burning of HIV. So you're, think, you're saying that something different yeah, from H- that. HIV is, HIV did a different kind of a number on us. And I'll, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to park that. Okay. Because I think, well, or maybe I'll, maybe I won't park it. Maybe I'll talk about it here that, that the HIV was something which for me as a, as a, as a, a teenage, as a, well, as a child and then coming into my sexuality in the shadow of HIV and the AIDS crisis informed my understanding of sex and sexuality. Yeah. But it was already very, very deeply entrenched in um, as a virus, as a transmissible, uh, as transmissible illness globally, way before I was thinking about putting my dick in anything. Like way before. I mean, you have such just, just you have such a way with words. I know. Mm. I really do. Mm. I mean, I'm trying make trying I mean... to make sure that we keep our uh, explicit rating. <laughs> 1984, there was a big push in the UK with the um, with the AIDS Don't Die of Ignorance campaign, um, that which coincided with me, with me being in the first year of high school. I was 11 years old. Oh yeah. Sex. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was because so, uh, I was that much older than you. That's yeah, and I still am. Yeah. That is precisely that much older than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I. Uh, it, it was for me. It was actually something which informed my understanding of sexuality. Mm. That that sex was dangerous, not because you might get pregnant, because that was never on the cards for me, mm. um, but because it might kill you. Mm-hmm. But it was it, so. So it was. So that sits in a different place in my head, and I think because I'm old enough to remember it, but young enough to have not lost friends to it. Yep. Actually, that's not true. I, I, I did lose a friend to it, but as a result of um, as a result of a blood transfusion. Mm. Um, mm. But yep. you know, that's uh, yep. it's a different story. Um, and, and you know, anyway, anyway. God, I'd forgotten about that. Mm. Sometimes remembering people that died when I was at school catches me really short. Oh, I can't. I can't uh, hold me now. Thompson Twins, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I never really liked that song, but boy, when I hear it now, I just love it. And um, there was a kid, and I just, I don't remember his name, who suicided. We must have been fourth form, so 14, maybe 15. Jesus. Yeah, and, he, and I just remember him having one of those army bags that people wore on this in the 80s, and he had Thompson Twins felt tipped into the, into the bag. That's all I remember about him. There was a lad. That, so when I was about thirteen, there was a car crash um, that killed five five kids, two in my year, um, and three in uh, upper years because one of them was the one of the drivers was in the sixth form. I remember it being like a a thing that was talked about. I remember the assembly. But I remember also being relatively untouched about it. It was kind of like, it was, it was distant from me. But I remember there was a lad, and I'm, I'm deeply ashamed that I can't remember his name, mm. who died in a car crash about a couple of years later. Um, 
I want to say his name was Ollie. But he was the year above me at school. And um, I remember him being a dick to me on the bus when I was about 11 or 12. And I was really scared of him. Um, And then my mum and dad ran a pub you know that yeah yeah um and, and with a restaurant attached to it so so we would have a whole variety of um of people Guests. working in the kitchen oh and, right yeah, and, yeah. you know i was thinking about working in the kitchen yeah. or working behind the bar and behind the bar it would usually be like sixth formers or um people back from university so i i would know them um but you know um but but not well so I'd know them by sight, and but in the kitchen, like washing up and stuff, it will be, it will be people that I m- might know more. And anyway, this lad, I can't remember his name, and he he interviewed for a job as washer up, um, and my mum and dad gave him the job, and I was horrified because I worked, I waited tables, and I just thought, oh my god, I'm just going to get bullied at home now. That's awful. He never bullied me. He was just a dick to me once, and I was frightened of him. Hmm. Um. And there was a girl who didn't go to our school who waited tables. And I remember her name. She was called Cheryl. Um, And she lived at the other end of the village that we lived in. And (laughs) we would walk her home at the end of a shift because we'd work Friday and Saturday night. Who's the we? Me and this lad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then... He would walk me home because um, I lived in the pub, which was in the middle. Yeah, on his way, and then, on his way back. And then he would walk home, and he, and this is why I am. This is why I'm so ashamed. I can't remember his name. For maybe nine months or so, he was such an important person in my life oh. because we would walk Cheryl home, um, and we would sit in her front room this tiny little front room um and just talk until like three o'clock in the morning yeah like classic teenager classic teenager stuff um and then he'd walk me home and we'd we'd talk on the way home and we would just talk about everything Hmm. um and then my mum and dad sold the pub when i was 15 16 and i um moved out of the the town and then just one day got a message that he'd uh he died in a car crash and i remember being really floored by it because he was at the hillsborough uh stadium on the day of the of the crush yeah in 89 yeah so you, do you remember that yeah well it was you know liverpool so yeah yeah and it was liverpool playing sheffield i think yeah, it was in the, well no i think it was, was at it? sheffield it was at sheffield it, so, so Liverpool. It was the FA Cup they semi-final, were, and it wasn't Sheffield that it they was? were playing. Okay, right. I know that it was in Sheffield. Yeah, but whoever it was they were playing in that match, Liverpool. Um, that's who he supported. He supported. So he was Liverpool. down the other end. He was down the other end, and he, he he. I remember him talking just really vividly about it. Mm. And then, then him being dead. Um, and Nottingham Forest, by the way, Nottingham Forest. So he supported Nottingham Forest. Uh, there is a lot. I mean, we've. I mean, we are so far off uh, government yeah, regulation. 
I can't believe I can't remember his name, and it will come to me. And it doesn't matter he, that you don't. Do you, do you think it matters that you don't remember his name? I mean, you think of all the things you've remembered. I mean, the arbitrariness, the arbitrary nature of what he was called. He had dirty blonde hair, and he was <laughs> shorter than me, and he he just had this really, um, <laughs> he was just he was just such an asshole. Was he just? Was he really? Like I was going to yeah, ask but in you, a really, it, just in a lovely, lovely asshole kind of a way. He was just cheeky, and and that's what he was to you that and, time. He was, yeah. But I was too young to know that that's what it was. It felt, it felt dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And when I got to know him, he wasn't dangerous at all. He was just lovely. Mm. It's very hard to, for me to. I mean, even at you know fifty four, it's so hard for me to fathom what that must be like for parents. I, I, I still, it's still, tr- it just, it, 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 it's so, I find it so physically upsetting to imagine that. There's a very, this is, this is going to sound like a record scratch and I don't mean it to sound like a record scratch. Um, and I'm not trying to introduce levity. I'm really not. But it's going to sound like it, so forgive me. But I happened to watch. <laughs> I happened to watch the remake of Footloose the other day. And do you know about the remake of Footloose? Do you know that it exists? I mean, I knew that it was in the world, but I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Juliana Huff, I think, might be one of the performers. <sighs> I don't know who Juliana Huff is. I think she was an. Uh, she might have been one of the dancers on the Dancing with the Stars. Oh yes, she's the main. Thing. She's the main character. Um, she has along... a bit part in Burlesque with Christina Aguilera and Cher. For those of you who are keeping up with Lee's ability to remember stuff that isn't important, well, he couldn't remember the name. <laughs> couldn't remember. Oh, I mean, the 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 irony is not. Lost oh, on me. Lee Miller, you're, that, a lovely, that, you're a lovely that man. That Juliana Hoff, a person who I, I don't know why I know her name. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> it's, I'm so sorry. It's so it is so unbelievable that you remember how those brains things. work. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um. Sorry, you were watching Footloose, the remake. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that it's uh, uh, Julianne Huff. Yep. Shitting balls. Hole in one. I mean, why is that in there? Yeah. For fuck's sake. And I just watched it the other day. I mean, I... <laughs> anyway, the the curious thing, of course, it's an odd remake. I mean, it's sort of... it's. <laughs> It's really odd because it sort of is a, a, a basically, a, I mean, literally a remake. Um, and yet they've also sort of changed things a little bit. And But, of course, the thing that they show at the beginning, which they didn't do in the original, as far as I can remember, was they show the car crash that kills the five kids, teenagers, one of them being the son of the vicar. Preacher. Preacher, thank mm. you. And um, so they show that, and then then they show the passing of the regulation 
of the regulations that is to that you're not allowed to dance. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, so I've just actually, it just made me smile thinking about, um, and I didn't mean it to, I really didn't mean it to induce levity, but there's this, all, the themes of our conversation have all appeared in the remake of Footloose. 